Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined as always by my man Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon, Obi Muniz, and we got a special guest today. What's going on, Isaiah? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Feels good to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. We're talking the Giants' first win against the Washington football team. And then we got a quick turnaround as tomorrow they're playing the Eagles and Thursday night football as well as, you know, we're going to have picks and we're going to talk some fantasy, but let's start things off. The New York football giants got to win against the Washington football team. Sean, what did you think of the game? Uh, yeah, obviously it was great to see uh, the first win of the season. Uh, the thing I was most worried about going into the game was uh, Washington's pass rush. But uh, luckily, the Giants O-line actually held up pretty good, um, especially in pass protection. Daniel Jones only got sacked once on the day. So that was really good to see from the O-line. Um, another positive trend for the offense, I think, is that they're starting to actually get the running game going uh, the past two weeks. The first couple of games of the season – we weren't really uh, able to get the running game going at all, and we had to just pass on all downs. Uh, now that we can establish the run, we can keep kind of a balanced offense throughout. And um, I think Devontae Freeman has been a huge part of that, so that's that's been good to see. Uh, credit to the defense for getting the stop on the two-point conversion. Um, credit to Dexter Lawrence getting pressure in the face of Kyle Allen because we could easily be 0-6 right now if they convert that two-point conversion, um, but the defense stepped up and they made a big play there. And then uh, last but not least, uh, I mentioned his name a lot, but uh, shout out to James Bradbury. He's been playing at an all-pro level right now, and uh, I think there's a legitimate case that you can make that he's been the best cornerback in the league so far this year. So uh, it's really good to see from him, and uh, all the players in the secondary really have been playing really well. We saw a great game from Logan Ryan, and uh, Darnay Holmes, when he's been healthy, he's been playing good. So uh, the defense, uh, I really like a lot. It's, uh, secondary is definitely a lot better than last year. So uh, I, I think it was, it was a good one to get. Uh, good to get the first one out of the way, and uh, we'll see what, what we can do tomorrow um, against the Eagles. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw Daniel Jones finally playing like everybody else in the NFL. Long overdue. I know he threw that pick in the end zone. That was a horrible call. It should have been overturned. Um, Washington defender was was obviously never got any feet down and literally landed uh, in the white out of bounds. So horrible call. I, I felt like what you saw was um, karma kicking in. Everybody knew that that was baloney. The Giants, you know, I I... I I don't want to say it was luck. I think it was what was supposed to happen. The Giants were supposed to win that football game. And you know what, Sean? To me, the pivotal moment of this football game, and I'm glad it ended in a victory the way it did, the defense, which struggled on third down, which struggles in these short yarded situation, and, and has for a while over the past couple of years, came up with a huge stop. And tell me it's the Washington football team. I'll be honest, I don't care. The Giants needed to get a win. It needed to be whoever they were playing. And, OV, th this was who they were playing, and they got a win. I, and I liked it. Absolutely right. Um, it's the Washington football team. I can't stress anymore. You know, listen, if it wasn't for Tate Crowder, we would have been talking about a different story here. But <laughs> when that defense came and Crowder took that fumble 43 yards all the way back, I was like, finally, finally the Giants got a big break there. Uh, but still my concern is, you know, Daniel Jones, 12 for 19 for 112 yards, but he also had the highest rushing yards, seven carries for 74 yards. That's a big concern. You know, if we want to continue winning, you know, I know we're one game back. We still got a chance to get the NFC East title, but we need some more pieces to develop 
and execute for us to succeed for the rest of the season. Okay. Uh, Isaiah, what would you think of this game? <laughs> well, for starters, I did. I called it a win from the jump. I thought there's no way the Giants could lose to the Redskins. It's completely impossible. I was actually impressed, though, with the run game. I think when they made the switch at um, tackle with um, Thomas and Perth, even though it was an issue off the field that didn't necessarily have anything to do with his play on the field, it still made a big difference out there. It allowed the run game to get open. It allowed for the passing game to get open. Once once the run game's open, you the passing lanes is just there for you. And I think that was key to the Giants winning, especially in a situation, like you said, where you don't have a number one receiver out there. You have uh you you have Shepard who's not there. He's a he to me, he's a he's a number two receiver. And I think that uh, Slayton is also a very good number two receiver. I don't think either of them are number one. And Tate, Golden Tate, to me, has never been a number one receiver. But I, I think they played great considering who they were up against and what they had to work with um, on Sunday. The the main thing, takeaway from this, the one thing, like the Giants played great, um, that, that switch from uh, Pert, to uh, I mean, from Thomas to Pert, I like that a lot. Uh, I think the Giants have a solid core rookie O line that they need to start integrating with Lemieux from Oregon, and uh, I would like to see some so, some uh, formation of this lineup having both Pert and Thomas out there to see what they could do. But uh, that was interesting to me. But also, like, it, it was a close game. Giants were able to pull out the victory. But I, I would have liked to see them put a little bit more faith on Daniel Jones. He had the great runs, but he only threw the ball 19 yards, uh, 19, 19 times. Yeah, I, I think you need to break the 20 mark. Even Kyle Allen had 42 pass attempts. Like the, the, the Washington football team's defense, the, their secondary isn't that scary. Yes, they have Landon Collins. Used to play for the Giants, but but he's not that scary. Like I don't understand why you aren't aren't putting. I, I well, I do understand how you aren't winning games and you you're a little skeptical. But this this should be the confidence builder game, and I mean he got it going with his feet. That's something we did not see against Dallas, but he's got to let it go with his arm. And now we're, we're talking about Daniel Jones. I, I need to bring this up to you, Ovi. Does this game change anything on the Trevor Lawrence versus Daniel Jones? Absolutely not. I mean, it's only one win. You t- you let the Giants win um, another game, and then we have a different story. But it doesn't change the fact that, and I had the discussion with my peers here, uh, a good interesting thought that came to my mind, and that is if the Giants were to stick with Daniel Jones, and for somehow we end up with the number one pick, I'm just saying, all right? The Giants could easily trade away that first round pick and accumulate more draft picks to yeah. fill in the holes that the Giants need. Yeah. So Joe, Joe Trevor Lawrence there. will always be considered the biggest talk here. And if it's not him, it could be Justin Fields. But either, that, either way, right now, yes, we'll celebrate one win, but we still got another season. And right now, they're still in contention to be the number one pick. Mind it's the Jets, excuse me, but right, Listen, Joe? Well, no, hold on. Before we go, the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, the only acceptable way I will accept Trevor the Giants picking Trevor Lawrence is if you think they are like the Bears. If you think they are that one quarterback away from being a 5-1 and one team. If not, put faith in this young guy, let him develop, and make him be your star. Because well, they are putting faith in him. He's yes, starting, they are. He's a starting quarterback. I, yes. Nobody's saying anything but, different. But if you think they are one quarterback away, like the Bears, if you think Daniel Jones is like Mitchell Trubisky, and you could put in Trevor Lawrence as Nick Foles, and you, do you think this Giants team is just a quarterback away from being a five and one team instead of a one and five team? They got a quarterback. Listen, yeah, uh, look, they, they, I, I'll say this. If you ask me who the problem is right now, I think Jared Jones, who just chimed in with a hilarious joke 
he plays in he doesn't just play in domes he plays just in fields he's uh, you know look i i think if you're the giants i think jason garrett's a problem jared and any cowboys fan will tell you uh this guy is not really a, a good offensive mind i don't know why he's still in the league or or how he's lasted as long as he has i don't know what he has on who but whatever it is it must be pretty damning I, I, I mean, again, you saw Daniel Jones has the skills that, uh, you know, guys like Josh Allen have uh, who are becoming top quarterbacks in this league. They threw the ball 19 times. That third quarter drive that the Giants had was amazing. When is the last time the Giants just ate a quarter playing Giants football? Yeah. This guy can make plays. He was Danny Dimes in that toss to Slayton. I'll tell you right now. I, I liked what I saw from, from Jones. I, I said I wanted to see more of it. I think the Giants could have blew the Redskins out if they would have really – if they would have put some pressure on the Redskins, I think they really could have won this game. And I think it's funny too. Uh, quick side note, talking about uh, Tay Crowder. Mr. Irrelevant scored that – what ended up being the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Ten tackles in the game, six solos, 43-yard return. I have to guess – and Jason, I looked this up, and there's been kickers taken last, so certainly Mr. Irrelevant's probably scored in his first career game. I can't imagine a Mr. Irrelevant has ever scored a touchdown in his career game. If anybody can prove me wrong, tell me. Otherwise, I think that's a fascinating stat for a guy who, unfortunately, is on injured reserve and will not be playing at least over the next three games. What's new? Who doesn't get hurt on that field? Because <laughs> they got to do something about that turf. The, the amount of injuries that's been going on in the league is just it's it's becoming tremendous. And you talk about what was it? The 49ers came there. They complained. They had the field tested twice, and people are still dropping like flies left and right. It doesn't make sense to me at this point. I mean, you could blame it on lack of an all season and working out, but there's got to be more to it than just a lack of all season because. I think there was two more torn ACLs this weekend, actually, on um, a couple more um, offensive linemen from a couple of other teams. There were two more um, torn ACLs. Devin Bush from the Steelers tore his ACL. Yeah, Devin Bush also. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a mess right now. But uh, so we, we took the time. We we got to celebrate a little bit, but now we we can't celebrate too long because tomorrow Giants are going to Philly. To take on the one, four, and one Eagles. Sean, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, this is a really interesting game. Uh, just the way that these two have been playing, um, and especially lately, the Eagles have, you know, been playing well lately. They almost came back against the Ravens this week. Um, Carson Wentz, after a very rough start to the season, has started to limit the turnovers a little bit. But uh, their their O line though is super banged up right now. Um, they are going to get Lane Johnson back, which will be be huge for them. But uh, I, I think the one of the biggest keys to this game is getting pressure on Carson Wentz and you know forcing him to make uh, to make the bad throws and some turnovers. Uh, through six games, he's got ten turnovers, nine picks, and a fumble. So I think that's very important for the Giants to you know win the turnover battle in this game, get turnovers from a quarterback that does it a lot. Um, it's not that Daniel Jones doesn't do it a lot either. But Carson Wentz has been giving the ball up a lot. So I think the Giants have to take advantage of that. They have to get some sacks this week, too. Um, I think Marcus Golden, Kyler Fackrell, Leonard Williams, they all have to be in the backfield uh, with the mismatches that they have on the offensive line with a bunch of backups in there. And then uh, for the offense, the offensive line is going to have to stop Brandon Graham. Uh, Brandon Graham's having a monster season right now. He's got five sacks through six games. Um, he's one of the league leaders in tackles for loss. He, he's had a QB hit in at least every game. So he's going to be a task for Parrott or Thomas or Fleming, whatever tackles out there. So we're going to have to stop him and Fletcher Cox. That's going to be huge to have success on offense, um, especially in the passing game. And then uh, we can't let Boston Scott run crazy again uh, was the last note I had. Miles Sanders is hurt, so he'll be out for the game. Um, we know what Boston Scott did to us in the two games last December when Miles Sanders were hurt, was hurt. Uh, he went crazy on us, so. I think the run defense is a little more stout this year. Um, I think we have a little bit better coverage linebackers. So I don't think he'll do too much, but you never know the, the way that Boston Scott played against us last year. So I think that's uh, it's key to shut him down on the offense. 
But I, I, I yeah. do. I think I was just gonna. Yeah, I, I think it will be a good game. Uh, I think it'll be kind of low scoring. Uh, and then unfortunately, I think the Eagles are gonna pull it out. But I do think it'll be a very close game. I'd probably say by a score of uh, seventeen to sixteen. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think look, it's also obviously to the Giants' advantage. No Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders definitely won't be there, so that's good news. Uh, Sterling Shepard will be a go for this game, apparently. Uh, so we'll see what he's got and what he can do this week. I like to think that the, this is a, a game the Giants can win, but I've been to the link a couple of times, and I've seen the Giants have two of the worst games in the history of the franchise. And I got to watch Victor Cruz's career literally end right before my eyes. Uh, it was one of the worst nights of my entire life, although not as bad as the guy. There's a one-legged guy uh, uh, who had his leg stolen uh, <laughs> as we were heading out to the parking lot because, you know, Philadelphia is trash. But, um, you know, I, I think this is definitely a winnable game for the Giants. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm – I'm not sure that I'm willing to make that pick, though, because I, I do want to try to catch up uh, with everybody else in the league. So I think the Eagles will win this game. I think it'll be a 23-17 win. All right. Hopefully what you got. It's a hard pick, and I, I, I'm with Joe. But, however, if we could stop them in the fourth quarter, maybe the Giants have a chance, but the Eagles have – history in the fourth quarter to run away with the game and um boils down to is we have to be balanced uh jones cannot do it by himself like he did last week so uh it's close and it's thursday too so it's a short time to get adjusted they're going to philadelphia so we don't do good in prime time let's put it that way so you're taking the eagles so, I'm uh, not making no pick. I don't. I don't go no. I'm not making a pick. Mm -mm. You're not making a pick. Nope. All right, that's an automatic L for you. Then. That's a solid Giants <laughs> game right there. Isaiah, <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking about this game? I uh, hope we can pull one out. Uh, last I checked, I don't think we've beaten the Eagles since 2013. If I'm correct, it could be off by a little bit, but I, I hope they can pull it out. The fact, like Joe pointed out, there's no tight end. The Giants have never been able to guard the tight end within recent years. The running back won't be there, and I believe the Giants have one of the best run-stopping defenses in the league this year. I think that's actually one good thing. They actually do well on defense. But um, my heart is telling me Giants. My, my mind is telling me Eagles. I you sound like take, R. Kelly, man. Come on, man. I, I, I'd probably take the Giants, though. <laughs> probably like a 20-17 to 17 type of game. I would go there, like twenty to seventeen, something like that. Yeah, I don't. All right, all right. I, I like the way you think, Isaiah. I pick the Giants every week, and I'm gonna do it. I'm especially confident this week because the Eagles are bad. No, no bueno, no bueno, and uh, the, they do keep it in there, but they lost to Washington, so therefore, a. Plus B equals C. Therefore, the Giants get the win. And th th that's all she wrote. But uh, let's talk about picks a little bit here. Oh, Ovi taking the automatic loss. The no, 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 no. I'll, take the, I'll take the Giants, man. I'll take the Giants. <laughs> all right. All right. But uh, I, I came in. The, I was in the lead yet again oh. with a 10 and 4 week. I'm gonna have to check those stats. Ovi and Sean right behind me with nine and five. Jared, our guest last week, seven and seven. And then Joe, you were the first person to go under five hundred. Oh, 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 oh! So far this year with a six and eight week, that's rough. But uh, as far as win percentage goes, because I know Ovi loves that, I'm still in the lead with a sixty-seven. Looking to get that 70 this week. And then uh, we got Sean with the 63.7, Ovi with a 60, Joe with a 52.7, and Jared was 500 last week. So I, I like – I hope, Isaiah, I hope you can come and, and give me a challenge here in the picks because these guys aren't stepping up. Hey, hey, I'm only, I'm only three games back. Like, man, three, it, it, just the other day, you were just the other week, you were one game back. So, 
It's it's fine. It's a long season. I'm not it's, worried. It's the most unpredictable season in in, in NFL history. So yeah. I I think like that. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that it's not my expertise that we should question, but just the status of the world. Yeah, let's throw that in there. You don't know who's playing this week. Like, for example, like the Patriots, when they took out, you know, Cam Newton, you take him out the game, you can't put that as a win. So, you know, it depends on how the games fall and the whole coronavirus thing. So I'm not holding nothing against you, Joe. You Thank sucked you. last week. <laughs> I'm not holding it to you. Suck, but that's just how it is. Hey, I, I'm gonna hold everything against Joe because uh, I know he doesn't hold anything back against me. So, uh, no. but let's get into the picks now. We got the Giants out of the way. Lions go to the Atlanta Falcons, who just got their first win. Sean. What's your prediction here? The I was just gonna say before I started this week was the toughest to pick. I think out of all the weeks we've done, um, there's a lot of games that I think are gonna be really close, uh, including this one. But for this one, I'll say I'll go with the Lions. Um, Falcons defense stepped up a little bit last week. They played better, but I, I don't I don't see that uh, continuing. They have one of the worst secondaries in the league, and their their defense isn't great. And I think that the Lions uh, they got DeAndre Swift going. He had a monster game, and uh, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, their offense is pretty good, so I think they're going to keep that going. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game because neither of these defenses bring much to the table. But I would say Lions win by a score of uh, 34 to 31. That's funny. The Falcons have this one easily. They're, they're, they turned it around under uh, Raheem Morris. I, I think the turnaround is official, and I think the Falcons are going to have a heck of a Sunday. I see this one going down 34-23. Matt Ryan and the Falcons. All right. Ovi, what you got? I'm with Joe on this one. The Falcons will beat the Lions at home. Uh, they're letting loose, and every single person in the Falcons organization are playing for their jobs. So that's their motivation, and they're going to make it happen. Jared's <laughs> uh, too good with these. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Isaiah, what do you think about this game? I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take the Lions, and I think this year if you take the Falcons, you get what you deserve. And they have shown you all year that they are unreliable and they cannot hold leads. And I don't care who the coach is, that team is the issue. I don't believe it's the coach. I think it's the team. It needs to be rebuilt. Give me the Lions in that one. 30-21 maybe. High scoring uh, game, just no defense at all. I assume that one. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I agree with you, Isaiah. The Lions are going to take it. Uh, yeah, you can win. There's a firing, and you have an interim head coach. You eat. You're able to rally things around, especially when you're playing a bad, bad Minnesota team. But now, like, now we're going to actually see what the Falcons have in store. If it really was that bad, if it really was Dan Quinn's fault, or if it is actual personnel problems, and I think it's actual personnel problems. I think that they just don't – they're lost ever since they blew the, – the, they are lost ever since that halftime in the Super Bowl. They are lost. They, they don't know what to do. I like the Lions. A homecoming for DeAndre Swift coming in back to Georgia. Uh, I, I really like the Lions here. They're going to get it done on the road. And then – <laughs> That's great. Nobody cares about this game. Carry on. <laughs> and we will carry on with the AFC North as the Browns go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Sean, who you taking? I'm going to go with the upset on this one. I'm going to pick the Bengals. Uh, it was a very close game the first time they played uh, a couple weeks ago on Thursday night. It was only a five-point game in Cleveland. They're going to Cincinnati this time. Uh, I think Miles Garrett is going to be a terror going against that Bengals O-line. But um, other than that, that's really the only thing I'm worried about. The The Browns, after the 4-1 start, we knew that wasn't going to uh, stay that way. They're the Browns, so I think it's it's going to change around. And uh, Burrow was finding A.J. Green a lot last weekend, so hopefully that connection stays strong. Um, and I think that the Bengals will win in a late one. Uh, I'll say 27 to the Browns, 23. I'm going to go with Sean on this one. 
I uh, I bought into that Baker Mayfield fool's gold. He was actually my starting quarterback in fantasy this week. I somehow was still able to beat J.J. Vargas, by the way, uh, despite Baker Mayfield's 5.26 points. So Baker can rot in hell. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in Ohio. He proves it this week, 27 to 13. Well, Mayfield to me is overrated and it showed against the Steelers. And I had them an upset also. I'm a, I'm going for the Bengals. No. Looks like a sweep for the Bengals. <laughs> I'm probably gonna take the Bengals also on this one. I feel uh I feel Baker Mayfield has what the Giants need, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. because he cleans up those horrible passes that Baker throws sometimes and he makes completions, but those two haven't been on the same page lately, and it's just been a complete crap show. So I'm, I'm probably going to take the Bengals this in this one. A close oh. one, but I'll take in the Bengals. It is not going to be a clean sweep because I'm going with the Browns. The Browns game is not dictated on Baker Mayfield. It's dictated by, by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they are going to have a field day against the Bengals. Oh. And Sean, you all right, then Kareem Hunt gets more touches. I, I don't care. I, I, I have faith in the Browns. This is not the Browns that we're used to. This is what, a what Brown, happens, real What Brown. happens when the Bengals are down 17-3 in the second quarter and they got to start throwing the football? You want to put it in Baker's hands? Good luck. I, I, the, the Bengals haven't shown me anything. They tied Philadelphia. And what like, the, wow, you what mean the Browns tell me you? that they didn't show Wait, the, James, the, James, the Browns James. are a bunch of players that nobody wants. If James, you ever tell, me something. tell me something. Uh, who won the uh, NFC East last season? Hmm. The Cowboys. Nope. Oh, the Eagles, yeah. I don't right, the Eagles. Eagles. Right, yeah. and the Bengals beat the Eagles. So, in theory, they the Eagles the should Eagles. be a better What? What? <laughs> Listen, you could put only a win in the Browns. Put faith in the Browns. I cannot put my faith in the Bengals. I don't care. Joe Burrow looks great, but he he doesn't have the, the weapons around him. I can but put they're faith scoring. in the Browns. They're scoring. They're making things up. That offense is still explosive. But they're not able they're to pull there. out the win. So well, that's, that's part of the game. It happens. Okay. It's part of the well, game. You're not going to be able to win all the time. You're going to make plays and you're not going to win. All you need is to have Baker Mayfield on the other side and victory will pull itself out. You guys are getting very – Mayfield, you guys did are you know clouded. Mayfield's a Bengal? You guys are clouded by no, 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 no. what did the Browns you know? used to be. This isn't the same Browns. Did you oh, know that changed. Mayfield is with Bengals because he's going to be throwing like three interceptions and two of them running back for a touchdown? All right, who's going to catch the interceptions for the Bengals? Can you name anyone on the Bengals secondary? Carson Wentz can. (laughs) All right. All right, let's move on. This is is the game of the week. Undefeated, going at it as the Steelers go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Sean, who you got? I'm going to stick with my Titans here. Um, I think that, you know, the way that they've been running the ball early on in the season, too, with Derrick Henry has just been unstoppable. And Tannehill just keeps getting slept on, um, but he just keeps reducing. And people think that it's a fluke. But after a year, I, I think it's time to, you know, give give this guy his respect. Um, and the, the Titans defense is also playing really well. Um, Steelers defense does scare me against the Titans, um, especially with Taylor Lewan, uh, the Titans star tackle out for the year. So the pass rush is definitely going to be a problem. But uh, I, I see the Titans shutting down the Steelers um, as long as they can keep James Conner to, you know, under 100 yards and, you know, slow down Chase Claypool the way he's been playing. But I, I do like the Titans in this one. I think it will be um, a relatively low-scoring game. But I think the Titans will pull it out um, late with a score of 24 to 20. Hold on, hold on. Before we move on, Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> but how are you going to call the – how are you going to say your Titans – when you picked the Bills to beat them, I was the only one to who had faith in the Titans over the Bills. You can't call the Titans your Titans. 
it's only because I've been picking against the Steelers, and I, I really want to get the win against the Steelers. So I kind of had to, to hop on the Titans bandwagon this week. Okay. All right. Joe, what you got? Well, let me say something. I'm going to stand by my Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. Uh, look, I think right now the way Derrick Henry's running the football, I, I think any defense is going to have a really hard time stopping him. And you're exactly right, Sean. People will sleep on Ryan Tannehill because they can't get over like three, four, five years ago uh, and, and where his career trajectory was taking him. You know, it, there there's something to be said about quarterbacks who don't turn the football over and hand the ball to talented running backs and how that could be a recipe for a win if you have a good offensive line. And if you have some guys like Adam Humphreys that can catch the ball, uh, you know, or um, – uh, uh, AJ Brown, and uh, you know, it's what you need. That's what you need. Uh, they, they've got all the makings of a, of a really good team here. The fact that this game's in Tennessee really for me is the tipping point. I'll go 26 to 21 Titans. I'm going for the AFC, the future AFC champions, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're gonna go in there and they're gonna stop that running game. That defense for Pittsburgh know how they know how to tackle and they're gonna put a stop to it. That's it. End of story. Okay. Crazy. This is some crazy predictions. <laughs> um, I'd probably take the Steelers. I don't know about you guys. I'm taking the Steelers in this one. I don't think the Titans have played anybody, really, other than the Bills. When you look at their schedule, they played the Broncos, the Jaguars, and the Vikings. They haven't played anybody, really. I think this is the first real team they run into this week, and I think they actually lose. I think the Derrick Henry train stops this week. I think the Steelers win. I mean, the Steelers are 26, 23, somewhere around there. Close game, field goal, field goal type of game, but I, I'm taking the Steelers. Who the Steelers beat this year? They beat the Giants, the greatest team in football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, this is actually my Titans team. I have been on them ever since. They they did what they did in the playoffs last year. I, I, I'm a believer now. And Derrick Henry is a train. You can't tackle a train. So I, I don't TJ Watt, I he's good. You can't tackle a train. Cameron Hayward, really, really good. Can't tackle a train. And Derrick Henry's going to do what he does. And Tannehill, I, I, I've said a lot of bad things about Tannehill, but the, but then you go back and you look. He was playing under Adam Gase. No one, no one can play offense under Adam Gase. So, so uh, he uh, deserves uh. some respect. Peyton Manning did. Yeah, yeah, that's for yeah, that's Peyton Manning though. It was one. Yeah, season. right. You have to be the greatest player his, of all time. It made his career. Look, I, I'm just saying that he's got a good gig going. The next he'll go to Seattle, and you know he'll coach Russell Wilson. Another, you know, make Russell Wilson great. It's just you know he's just a good. Quarterback. All right. Now let's talk some NFC South. As mm, Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers go to Nolens to take mm -hmm. on Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. What are you thinking, Sean? Uh, I think Alvin Kamara is going to run wild uh, on the Panthers. I, I think that the Saints are going to win pretty big in this one, actually. I think that the, the way their defense is playing, they'll shut down the Panthers, um, especially with Trey Hendrickson, one of their, their third pass rusher on the team. I think he has four or five sacks this year, uh, along with Cam Jordan. And then uh, you got Demario Davis, too. So that Saints defense is for real. I think that their offense is you know going to start to find a click this week and put up a lot of points. So I think that they win big in this one. I'd say by a score of 38 to 21. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Yeah, I think the Saints will definitely win this game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, man, definitely very uneven performances so far this season. Uh, for a guy who, you know, basically got handed a shot here, you'd think he would have swung for the fences. He certainly hasn't done that. Well, Drew Brees is certainly showing his age. You know, as long as he's got Alvin Kamara, I think he's going to be just fine. So I'm going to take the Saints in this one. 
by a score of 31 to 19. Yep, I'm picking the Saints to beat the Panthers. Okay. Uh, Saints and Panthers, that's a tough one, huh? You know, if uh, Michael Thomas plays, I'd take the Saints. If he doesn't play, I, I don't know. But uh, right now it's looking like he's not going to play, so I'd probably have to go Carolina. I just don't think the Saints have been the same team this year without Michael Thomas, even with Camaro. It, it just hasn't been the same. And like and like Joe said, Breeze is really starting to show his age. So I, I'd, take the, I'd take the Panthers, but in a close one, or again, maybe a 30-27 type game. Yeah, this one's really, really tough for me because the Panthers have started to look good. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has struggled, but it, he has seen in the past couple weeks, it seems like he's starting to understand Joe Brady's offense and things are starting to click a little bit more. But um, I, I think Drew Brees showing his age is actually really, really good for the Saints. You, you have, you're actually handing the ball off to Alvin Kamara. Uh, he was a very good threat out of the backfield in the in the past game, uh, the past couple seasons. Uh, I think utilizing him even more in the run has will and has benefited the Saints. And and I, I just like the Saints at home here to get it done against this young, young and promising Panthers team. Now, well, let's move on to. What I'm assuming is going to be the lightning round as the Bills visit the Jets. Yeah, Bills. Bills. Are you thinking about this one, Ovi? Nah, what happened was I was clicking and the mic, you know, we didn't want to turn out. I guess it's because of the Jets. Uh, I don't know. I got a malfunction here. <laughs> Isaiah, I'm, I'm assuming you're going with the Bills as well. No, I'm gonna take the Jets. Give them their first win. I feel like it's a trap game for the Bills. I feel like it's a game they're gonna come in too easy. They, they're gonna win, and I think the Jets might actually pull this one out. And if they do, call me crazy. But I'm gonna call you a psychic wait, if they wait. do. Are you kidding me? Crazy. Call me, call me wait, crazy. No, you, you're capping. I'm taking the Jets. First win of the year. What? First year of the year goes down. They ruined it. You know why? I think everything is going too well for them to get the number one pick, and I think they'll find a way to screw that up in Jets fashion. They'll get a win when they don't need it or unexpected win. Give me the else I believe in. And you know what else I believe in? I believe the Bills are not a second-half season team, and they're going to crumble, allowing the Patriots to win the the division. But – Man, you crazy, man. It's the Jets. That's what I'm saying. It's just the Jets. It's just the feeling. They're the type to screw up things when everything is going great. They're about to get the number one pick. They're in prime position. And then they'll go and win a game. And then they'll give Adam Gase an extension in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was crazy for automatically picking the Giants every week. Despite the, but you just picked the like what? And that's that's just disrespectful to Jared Allen, man. Like Josh Allen. What Josh Allen? Oh my God, I, I did it. I think you just disrespected him just by saying oh his name, buddy. Oh my gosh. That's that's as, a, <laughs> as a Giants fan, I'm already insulted. I feel like we're the best team in New York, and the fact that the Bills have a better record than us is just like, oh my, it's disgusting. Goodness. You know. I, 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 Coming coming off the way Allen's played his last couple of games and the Jets, like Isaiah said, being the Jets, I could think of stupider things happening. I could see this one being like a like a nineteen eighteen game come down to a last second something stupid happens. I could totally see it. I'm not going with it, but I could see what he's saying. Don't, don't be surprised. Yeah. Don't be surprised. I don't, the Jets I don't think out. the Jets could score nineteen points. That's the only problem. All right, all right. We have spent way too much time on this game. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's let's move on. The other side of the NFC least. Shout out mm. to Trevor Keys for coming up with that. The Cowboys visit the Washington football team. What are your thoughts, Sean? 
Uh, I'd rather not pick anyone in this game after seeing what the Cowboys did on Monday night. But uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with the Cowboys just because the weapons that they have on offense. And uh, maybe they get one or two of their old linemen back and maybe Andy Dalton makes some throws this time. But I really don't know. No, nothing encouraging coming from either one of these teams. Um, I'd say yeah, Cowboys weapons just get it done. Cowboys win. Uh, so I'll say 27 to 27 to 20. You know, I said last week that I thought maybe Andy Dalton would be fine and be able to take this offense and run with it. And maybe Arizona wasn't the right team for that to happen against. But he'll definitely beat the Redskins because while the Redskins certainly have some defensive playmakers, uh, their offense is awful. And uh, I I can't imagine that uh, after the humiliating comments that Jerry Jones laid on Andy Dalton, uh, that Dalton's not like super fired up uh, and ready to bring it. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. I'll say the score is going to be 20 to 12. Mm. Mm. All right. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to go with Washington. I, th- I need Washington to beat the Cowboys so that way the Giants will at least try to tie them. That's the only scenario I'm going with right now, so please don't ask me any more about this game. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <I'm crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, before you jump on here, can can I just say, I, I hope none of you are under the disillusion that the Giants are going to win this division at 4-12. and 12. Oh, there's a possibility. There's a good possibility. Don't you be surprised if they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. I say six and eight. I'm not there, Daniel Bryan. Six and eight. Six and eight. I don't even know it. I don't even know if it's mathematically possible. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is. No, definitely not. I'm sorry. I just I don't believe it. One of these teams is going to win some games. One of these teams is going to is going to at least win two games in a row or three games in a row. God forbid, or maybe two. And why can't that team be the Giants? Because I don't want it to be knucklehead. How many times do I have to tell you that? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you not want them to win division? Before we, why do you not want them to win the division? Because what 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 was the year? I don't remember what year it was. Was it 2015? Was it 2015 when they won the wild card and got blown out by the Lions? I no. mean, is that what what year was that? Somebody help me. The last time the Giants well, the, the Giants was, snuck in. It was 2016. They lost to the Packers. Yeah, whatever. They lost to the Packers. So whatever it was. Whatever it was. You but, but you want? Hold on. I'm just saying. You want a you want a mediocre Giants team to make the postseason and yes. walk? Get, yeah. No. Why not? Yes. I don't I don't yes. understand it. Because I, I want to watch football in January. Holes I want to watch holes. my team in January. I don't want to watch other teams. I want to watch my team. I can give a I can give a rat's ass about the other team. I don't want to watch the Giants lose thirty-five also, nothing in the wild card. I'm not will, interested in I that. Also, cry. Daniel Jones' development, he needs to be playing meaningful football. Uh, uh, what's meaningful about four and twelve? Cut the. I mean, come on, yeah, you guys. Playoff football is meaningful. No matter what your record is, playoff football is meaningful. It doesn't yeah, matter if you're 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 four twelve, eight and eight. You got to take the chance. Look at it, especially in a year like this, when you look at sports around the world. For example, baseball. The Houston Astros had the worst record in baseball and almost won the world. So why can't the Giants have the worst record in football and win the Super Bowl? Can I tell you something? The the first Super Bowl in 2007, there were people calling for Tom Coughlin's head and everybody oh, yeah, wanted everybody. I said if the Giants won the wild card, if they could get into the postseason, that I thought the Giants would win the Super Bowl. And you know why I said that? Not because I'm some idiot Homer Giants fan. It's because I saw talent. I saw the way they played late in the season. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. This team hasn't had a good year. But I think this team could definitely win some football games. The team in 2016 that made the postseason, I thought, this team's going to get routed in the postseason. Doesn't How? belong there. And, and and look where this team look where this team's gone ever since then. It's been downhill ever since. That was fool's gold. They had don't, one of the best defenses think, in the league that year because Frank, Odell couldn't catch a ball in the playoffs. You want to play the rest of the Giants? Odell went to Miami the, 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 like two nights before the game. It's not a sustainable. It was a week before. It was a week before. It is not a sustainable game plan. 
It's not how no. you run an organization. It, oh, it, trying on. to buy your come way on. into the postseason was a stupid idea. Everybody from 2016 has gone, and what they get back for it? Like nothing. Sterling Shepard's still there. Big deal. <laughs> you All said right. everybody. Big I said, deal. I just had to say, look, it's a whole different say something game, meaningful. Whole different GM, whole different coach. It's a, whole a horrible GM. A horrible I would say, GM. I wouldn't say he was horrible. I would say he got horrible towards the end. I wouldn't say he was horrible throughout his whole career there, but he very he got horrible towards the end. He brought talent to the team. Jerry Reese brought talent to that team. Whether you want to, I think he was there. To bring JPP in, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right, wow, all right. uh, that's. I mean, what you, you mentioned one name. One well, JPP is part of a championship team, which means he had to be there for the, the rest of the build of that team. No, that yeah, was so, all, all. All of course, he built that whole team and handed it to Reese on a silver platter, and then yeah. and then and then he took the platter and he dropped it and smashed it into a million pieces. And Gettleman is not the guy to bring it back. I don't believe in anything Gettleman does or thinks or says, and that's where that was, I'm at. That was self sabotage. Right. You don't bring in a guy from Boston to run your New York team. That's self sabotage. But anyway, and thank right. you, Steve. Right. right, one of the worst eleven and five teams I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Okay. All right. We we need to. We're at a little bit of a time crunch here. We need to get things rolling. This is a great conversation, but we need to move on. Isaiah, who are you picking for the Cowboys at Washington? I'm picking Washington. Cowboys Ooh. suck on defense. They're terrible on defense. They showed it this week. And I think Washington probably should have beat the Giants if Riverboat Ron didn't try to go for two. He forced that in overtime with the momentum. Good chance the Giants are sitting here 0-6 because they had the momentum going in overtime. So give me the Washington. Give me Washington. They're absolutely better than the Dallas Cowboys. They have no defense. They have no quarterback. Let's move on. (laughs) I'm going with uh, Dallas. Uh, I just like C.D. Lamb a lot. And uh, Andy Dalton knows how to play against bad teams because he was on one for a long time. Now, let's move on. Can the Packers bounce back from their first loss while they go into Houston? Sean, what do you think? I think they do bounce back, um, even though I I do think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both these offenses will be putting up points. So, I see the Packers winning in this one. um, I'd probably say 35 to Texans 28. Hey, great game by Deshaun Watson last week. I think he's going to have another big game, but I don't. I just don't think that the Texans will be able to do enough to beat the Packers. I do think that Rodgers will get back on track. So I got this one going thirty-one to twenty-three. Ovi, oh, I guess Ovi dipped out for all four downs. Yeah. Okay, uh, Isaiah, what you got here? Um, I'm actually I'm actually taking the Packers in this one. I don't think the Texans are winning the game until they get Hopkins back, which is probably not, which is never going to happen. So I'm I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the Packers too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he he was looking like the MVP through a pick six and a, pretty much another pick six on top of that. Uh, so. Yeah, I think the Packers bounce back. Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win this game. Then uh, we got the Seahawks uh, going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. This is my upset special of the week. Seahawks have the worst defense, and we saw Kyler Murray light it up. But one thing he didn't light it up, what one target he didn't even really touch that much was DeAndre Hopkins. And I think DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray are going to talk and be like, Yo, we just played the second-worst defense in the league, and I wasn't getting the ball as much. Now we got the worst defense in the league. L- let me light it up, my friend. So I'm taking the Cardinals at home to pull off the upset and hand the Seahawks their first loss. Sean, what do you think? I like the pick, and I almost went with the Cardinals too. Um, I- I'm going to stick with the Seahawks, though. Uh, I think they have a good good matchup uh, going against the Cardinals' secondary, even though they have uh, Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker. Uh, they're – there's cornerback number two. Uh, whoever goes against them is going to have a huge game, I think. And uh, no Chandler Jones on the Cardinals' defense hurts for sure. So it's going to be a high-scoring game, a lot of points uh, in this one. I th- I think the Seahawks will even get into the 40s. So I- I'll say Seahawks win 42 to Cardinals uh, 31. 
I'll go you one better. I thought the Seahawks maybe in like a 46-38 kind of a crazy high-scoring shootout game. I just think uh, right now no one's playing better than Russell. I completely agree with that. I'm taking the Seahawks on this one too. Uh, I, it's going to be a complete blowout. I think Kyler Murray is a turnover machine. He's shown it on numerous occasions, even though he has his bright spots every now and then. But like Joe said, this Russell Wilson is the best quarterback probably in football, probably the best football quarterback I've ever seen. He's definitely the greatest deep ball thrower. So when you add all those together, I'm taking I'm taking the Seahawks. <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, you yeah. think Russell Wilson's the best deep ball thrower? Well, I I, I will raise you Patrick Mahomes because they're going up against the Denver Broncos who just pulled off a big win against the Pats. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs continue to roll. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a great game against the Bills last week. Uh, I, I think they just continue to roll. They got over that one hump that was the Raiders, that one an anomaly, but uh, they're just going to continue to roll. Uh, I don't think the Broncos can can keep at that level that they were last week. Sean, do you agree? I do agree. Uh, the Broncos' defense showed up big time against the the Patriots, but uh, the Chiefs' offense is, I think, will be too much. Even though they've slowed it down a little bit the past two weeks, we saw what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did, though. And uh, especially if they add Le'Veon to the mix, if they get him going to the offense this week, um, I, I think it's going to be hard to to beat for the Broncos. So I, I think the Chiefs won big in this one. I'd probably say uh, thirty-four to seventeen. Yeah, there's no reason to think the Chiefs uh, won't. I've been saying all year they're going to go 15-1, and one, so we're still on track. <laughs> L-O-L. Yeah, look, I think this is definitely a 14-2, and 15-1 kind of team. I think they roll big this week by a lot to the Broncos, a few. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Chiefs are probably the most complete team. And obviously, like they've mentioned already, the rich continue to get richer. You bring in Le'Veon discount bill. Since they got him on a discount, and the, oh, the Jets are the only ones paying him, basically. But yeah, once you add him in there, you throw him in the slot, you, you pull him out the backfield, wherever you want to do with him. <laughs> There's no stopping him at all. <laughs> I think, yeah, give it the Chiefs in a blowout. <laughs> all right, like, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at, at the Broncos beat the Pats, but now the Pats are hosting the 49ers this week. What do you guys think? I'm going with the Patriots to bounce back here. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, this was another really tough one to pick. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on this one, though. I just don't see the Patriots um, losing two home games in a row. And uh, even though the 49ers look really good um, against the Rams on Sunday night, I I think that they got the offense going. I think Jimmy G is back healthy. So I think it will be a really good game. Um, I think Cam and the Patriots' offense will just get enough done. I think it will be pretty low scoring. So I'd say – uh, Patriots win 24 to 23. I'll say this. Look, I, everybody was all up in arms there. Uh, the Patriots under 500 this late for the first time in like a hundred years or whatever nonsense it is. Who cares? Uh, I agree with you, Sean. If this game was out West, I might consider the 49ers. Uh, they haven't really enjoyed their time on the Eastern seaboard. And I think they're actually playing a, 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 a better team on a better field, and I don't think it's going to be good for them. So I'm going to take the Patriots in a close one. Uh, I'll go 24 to 20. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to – I'm probably going to take the Patriots in this one. Like they said, it's on the East Coast, and I don't think Bill is going to lose to Jimmy. I don't think – I think if anybody knows Jimmy better than anyone on this field, it's going to be Bill. He, he, You know, he's had him for years before, he, you know, they traded him to the 49ers. So I would, yeah, I'm taking the Patriots close one. And actually, I can't even say pinky in the brain no more. It's, not, it's just the brain now. Yeah, Bill, 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 Bill just wins. <laughs> and I even pinky in the brain. It's just the brain. Yeah, but yeah, give me the Patriots in a in a tight one. All right, and then uh, we got two one loss teams going at it as the Jaguars head to LA to take on the Chargers, and uh, I've been preaching it. All season long, Justin Herbert's the real deal, and he is going to shine this week against a terrible Jags team. The Chargers, the best one-win team. I I hate to say it, my Giants, but 
Chargers are the best one-win team, but now this week they will become a two-win team as they beat the Jags. I'm with you on this one. Um, I, I picked the Chargers the last couple of weeks just because I thought you know their offense is, has looked great with Justin Herbert in there. And I think this is the week they definitely get it done against the Jaguars. Um, and I think their defense will have a big game, too. I think Joe, Joey Bosa will have a couple sacks going against um, a bad offensive line. So I think Chargers will win this one pretty big, I'd say, 35-21. to 21. Well, the Jaguars are going to finish with the worst record in the NFL, and they're going to be the ones that draft Trevor Lawrence because that's just how it goes in the NFL. So I got the Chargers in uh, – I don't know. Who cares? The Chargers win. <laughs> and I kind of agree with you on that. The Jaguars will get the number one pick because the Jets will screw it up this week when they get their first win. But <laughs> <laughs> I also want to fall back on that. Uh, Hilbert, Hibbert, Justin Hibbert, he's a good quarterback, but it's also like with pitchers in their first year. There's no book on him yet. We don't know his strengths. We don't know his weaknesses yet. DJ Chark. I got you, Jerry. Give me the Chargers, though. This will probably be a blowout, though. Give me the Chargers, though. All right. And then Sunday Night Football, Bucks at the Raiders. And this is going to be another upset special from me. I picked the Raiders to get it done in Las Vegas. The Bucks. It, 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 this is all. This is all predicated on keys to the city. Yesterday, Teddy Keys said the NFC goes through Tampa Bay. Mm. And while and while he said that, and while you, you you can make that argument, but he just totally chose not to acknowledge. The team we're going to get to in a little bit here, the Chicago Bears, who beat the Bucks, And this is this is my – I'm picking this out of spite to Teddy Keys. Raiders are going to get the win here, and the NFC does not go through Tampa Bay. It goes through Chicago. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree with you, actually, on this upset. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be high in the Bucks after the blowout win against the Packers. I mean, which they should be the – the Bucks defense is legit. Um, they have two of the best inside linebackers in the league with Levante David and Devin White. Um, they've been tremendous so far. But they're going against Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, which will be a tough matchup. Um, and Raiders are get disrespected by a lot of people. They have a very stout defense too. And uh, Derek Carr doesn't turn the ball over. So I'll pick the Raiders with the upset in this one. I think it will be a really good game. I'd give the Raiders a uh, win 27-24. to 24. I am also picking the Raiders. I think that Father Time is going to show up this week instead of Tom Brady. I think he's going to have another average game, which is going to remind people that he's 76 years old and probably shouldn't be in the NFL. And that Tampa really, really shouldn't be too excited for its future uh, as much as it is for its very, very short-term present. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I'm, I'm in, I think it's a Florida year, Miami Heat. Tampa Bay. Um, I think I think it's a Florida. Yeah, I think the Bucks will get there. I think they'll get to the NFC Championship at least. But I do think the NFC runs through the Seahawks. But for this week, I'm definitely gonna have to take the Bucks. I don't see how the Raiders can beat them. The Raiders are a really good team and they're up and coming. But I think the Bucks just have too much offense for them to be stopped right now, and they're starting to put it all together. I'll take the Bucks. Probably not a blowout, but. Probably not as close neither, so just I can't even give you a score, but I'd give me the bucks on that one. Okay. All right, and now let's round out the picks with Monday Night Football as the Bears go to L.A. to take on the Rams. And and I, I said it. I just said it in the last pick. The NFC runs through Nick Foles and Chicago. Give me the Bears on the road to get it done. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Uh, after the disappointing loss to the Niners, I think that the offense uh, will bounce back. They're, they're going against a really good defense with uh, you know Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks up front and then a, a good secondary. But I, I think that the Rams get it done. Um, and I, I think that the Rams will come to play on defense too. I think Aaron Donald will have a huge game. And um, I think Jalen Ramsey will – 
will shut down Allen Robinson, who is probably the Bears' best offensive player. So I would give the Rams – I actually think the Rams might been, win by two touchdowns here. I think it will be a statement win for them. I would say uh, 31 – or I'd say 31 to 20. They win by 11. I'm going to take the Bears on the road 20 to 17. Uh, give me the Rams on this one. I think the Bears, while they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, still taking the Rams. I just think the Rams, like I said, they're a high-power offense. they got a pretty good defense. I don't even know who's throwing the ball for the Bears. It was a Foles this week. Was he yes, the quarterback sir. this week? Foles? Yeah. Yes, sir. Big Dick Nick all the way, baby. Yeah, another journeyman who's accomplished very little. One Super Bowl by luck is Dave. Yeah, give me the um, give me the Rams in this one. I have no care for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That rounds out picks. Uh, but before we move on to fantasy, let's give you a little sneak peek of what's to come at all four downs here in a little bit. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball, man there. Got him. Meshing touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. You win some, you lose some. And if you tune in later tonight, you will see me in my humble pie. But let's talk uh, Let's talk a little bit about some fantasy football. Start off, let's, let's do a quick recap of the CMG League. I was dominant this week. Most points scored out of any teams with 150.82. Sadly, it was against you, Sean. And, and it sucks when, it, when, when I got to do this to my brother. But uh, it is what it yeah. is. And uh, Derrick Henry put my team on his back. And, Joe, you you got a big, big win against TMT and J.J. Vargas. And I understand that there was a little bit of a bet within that game. Uh, yes, uh, we bet before the game. If he beat me, I had to trade Zeke Elliott his way. And uh, now you don't get him, J.J. Yeah! All right. He would have had two fumbles for you anyway. He wouldn't have done anything for you two fumbles. And the CMG League is wide open as the fantasy guru himself, Jared Jones, gets his first loss. And uh, maybe even breaking his credibility as a fantasy guru as we move on to fantasy locks. Where his lock last week, Alexander Madison. Alexander um, Madison. He had a great, great little, great little name game for him. But Alexander Madison only put up four points. Not that far behind him, though, was Sean, <clears throat> whose lock was DeAndre Hopkins. 9.3. Come on, D Hop. Gotta be better than that, man. Yeah. Get him a quarterback. <laughs> well, good thing you mentioned that because Joe was the winner with Kyler Murray, who had 28.92. I had Daniel Jones, which brought me into second, uh, who had 13.88 points. By the way, I think that's two weeks in a row for me with the fantasy lock. So maybe pay attention to what I say, people. Hey, maybe yep. the maybe Joe's the real fantasy guru here. Who knows? Hey, his team's starting to get hot here. He's doing all these wheeling and dealing with the trades. The second comeback has begun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Now let's get into our week seven locks. I'm going to start things off. I think I my lock is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's playing for his job. They just got – Le'Veon Bell, and he's like, no, you ain't taking no carries from me. We saw it last week against the Bills, and now he's got an even favorable matchup against Denver. He is going to make them – it's going to be a devastating, devastating game. 
the, the and even if it, even if he doesn't like get get off to a strong start, Patty Mahomes <laughs> is gonna get it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but but Patty Mahomes is gonna get the the Chiefs the lead, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just gonna take the ball, run the clock out, and he's just gonna rack up them points. Sean, who's your lock this week? My lock, uh, I'm going to stick with the receivers this week, and uh, I'm going to go to Buffalo with Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's playing the Jets. Uh, Jets don't have a great secondary with uh, Pierre Desaire and uh, and uh, out of some other scrub at cornerback. Who cares? He's going to have a big game, and uh, I think the Bills are going to get it going. Uh, he's, had a, he's had a good year. I think he had 16 points against the Jets last time, so I think he'll get even more this time around. All right, Mr. Uh, Guru. Justin Herbert, seven touchdowns in his last two games. He's got a bye, so a chance to rest and a chance to actually study the playbook a little bit. He's facing Jacksonville. This kid's going to light it up. <laughs> All right. And Isaiah, do you have, do you have any, who are you expecting to light it up this week? Who are you expecting that? Big game this week? I'd actually take him. I think Cam? Cam's going to actually have a great game this year. I think he's going to light it up this week against the 49ers. Like I said, I don't think Belichick wants to lose to Jimmy. I mean, I, I don't think he would have traded to Jimmy if he thought he could lose to Jimmy, but I don't think he wants to lose there. And I think Cam has a lot to prove. A lot of people are talking, you know, about him getting sick and in his inconsistent play when he's been there and coming back or whatnot. So I think, yeah, Cam will have a big game this week. Look for him to have like three touchdowns. All right. Yeah. And and Jared put, posted in the chat. I'm gonna let him have a chance to redeem himself. He's going Josh Allen, a nice safe bet. But uh, so that that's it for fantasy. That's it for drawing about the G-Men. I want to thank you all for watching, listening, and thank you everyone commenting down below. Uh, the. the Thank you so much. Enjoy the games this week. And this is also uh, Drawing About the G-Men is a Clovercrest Media Group podcast. If you are interested in starting your own podcast or there are now 30 different podcasts you can check out there, go to clovercrestmedia.com and check it out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Sean, for joining me. And we hope to see you guys next time. Take care.